สวัสดีครับ and welcome to the mouth of the Mekong. Those are my friends who live about a mile up the road. Today is Monday, August 11th. My name is Michael, and I am the mouth, a long-time senior Asia correspondent for National Public Radio NPR, now recovering. And I live on the Mekong in the Golden Triangle, where Laos, Myanmar, and Thailand meet. And today, let's talk about last week's Khmer Rouge verdicts. Non Chia, Q Sampan, two men in their 80s in failing health, the only two surviving senior members of the Khmer Rouge leadership left to try. Responsible one way or another for the deaths of some 1.7 million Cambodians in the late 1970s. That's a quarter of the population. Some starved to death, others were tortured, many were simply murdered. Last week, the Khmer Rouge Tribunal found the two guilty of crimes against humanity and sentenced both to life in prison. Those are the facts. Everyone knows them, but can we really dismiss the tribunal as a failure, as Human Rights Watch did last week? The verdicts too little, too late. Yeah, they've spent more than seven years and $200 million on a tribunal that was pretty much doomed from the start because of how the international community caved in the beginning and allowed Prime Minister for Life Hun Sen to win again when he demanded and got a hybrid court governed by Cambodian law, not international law, and one therefore plagued by corruption and political interference and a lack of will on the Khmer side. And I was one of those arguing a few months ago, enough already. No more money for this thing. Just use it on something more useful, as my Cambodian friends would say, more tangible, like infrastructure or schools or roads and other capacity-building measures, instead of pissing it away on a court that had for many turned into an embarrassment, an expensive one at that. But then I saw some of the pictures from the court after the verdicts were read, of survivors hugging each other tightly, and I have to admit I was moved. It's easy to get cynical about these things, even easier in Cambodia. And I'd really thought I'd never see any of those guys be held accountable, that they'd die before it happened. But it did happen, and though it's far from perfect, it's a hell of a lot better than I'd come to expect over the past few years. I don't expect much more from the court with the remaining cases. I'm a big boy. I know how the game is played. But still, a total failure? No. I remember asking the original UN prosecutor, Robert Petit, eight years ago, if a flawed tribunal was better than none. And here's what he said. It's certainly not what a lot of people would want it to be. It's not necessarily what I would want it to be either. But, I mean, real life is like that. It's seldom perfect. It was not Petit's first rodeo. He had lots of prior experience doing the same kind of work in Rwanda, in Kosovo, in East Timor, and Sierra Leone. And what he had to say really struck me, and I still remember it eight years later. What we have now is the only forum by which these people, and by that I mean victims, will have a chance to stop being victim, take a little bit of control to what happened to them, and come and tell the world what did happen to them, and try and get some sense of why. So doing the best that we can with what we have now will bring a measure of justice, however imperfect it is. And that's exactly what came last week, a measure of justice, however imperfect. The tribunal was not a total failure, as Human Rights Watch suggests. The verdict's not too little too late. Petit was right. Real life is like that. It's seldom perfect. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Any comments, criticism, ideas, hit the comment button at mouthofmekong.com and have at it. Talk to you, with you, at you again next week.